It's where the magic happens. <laughs> Good evening, everybody. Welcome to What's On Joe Mind. It is Friday. It is 9 o'clock, yeah. and you know what that means. It's time for our new night and new time. I guess yeah. it's the same old time, just on a new night. Anyways. Uh, Joe Colton is the one you're here to see. You know it. Don't lie to us. But she's on assignment tonight. But uh, with us, as always, the hot show, Mark Weber. Ladies and gentlemen, it's former head of marketing for the G.I. Joe brand at Hasbro. And we all know it's really Corona o'clock. You weren't going anywhere on a Friday night. So welcome home. That's right. This is this is us doing our part to help out during the pandemic. You're going to be yep. at home. You're stuck here anyway. Um, you, you ain't doing anything over the weekend, or you shouldn't be doing anything over the weekend. That's right. So here we are on on Friday night. Uh, maybe it works a little bit better, so you don't because you don't have to get up early on Saturday, or at least as early, unless you got you know kids playing soccer games and insanely low temperatures like Weber does. No, it's over. Soccer over. over. All right, good. We've been in. Good. It's it's too damn cold for that sort of stuff anyway. But uh, in Joe Colton's absence, joining us this evening, a familiar face to YouTube world, uh, freshly mangled in hopes of playing Snake Eyes in the upcoming movie, or perhaps it's direct-to-video sequel. It's Brian Lower, better known as Hooded Cobra Commander 788. Oh, oh please, 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 please. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes. Now, Henry, Henry Goldie may not be committed enough to mangle his face for the role of Snake Eyes, but but I am that committed. Just don't do it too early, you know, in case the movie moves. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's an excellent point. That would mean that, that there we'd have two people on this show that were Snake Eyes, because as you remember, I was the voice of Snake Eyes for the Sunbow cartoon. That's right. That's so, right. G.I. Yeah, Joe 3, putting the move in movie. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's uh Bill Bill Ratner called my performance mature for a nine year old. Not bad. <laughs> That's, so I, I'll take that. That's a it's a feather in the old headphones. Your your face looks unmangled. So how did you get into character? How did you get into character to 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 do that voice? Well, I've had a lot of time to heal. Okay, yeah. I just I mean, you know, it's that was almost forty years ago at this point. So fair enough. I remember what Arthur Burghardt said about you. He said, tired. Oh, tired. <laughs> you stop that. You stop that now. He's the best. <laughs> he, he, he is, really. He is. He's, we, just, we, we are never not entertained when we are I, with Arthur Burghardt. The first time I ever spoke to him in the pre-show, it sat, we woke him up, right, at like, 7 p.m. or 4 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, this might be a long show. And then, boom, once that red light turned on, he talked for four hours. Brilliant. So, and he didn't know who I was, and by the end of the show, he's called me Brother Mark. Brother Mark. You do have that effect. It was a good day. It's not every not every day you become best friends with a Scottish lord. Right? Yeah. Right, my highlight this week on YouTube was uh, that the head of the Dreadnoughts was giving me advice on where to find peppermint candy. That's good. Yeah. Is it next to the grape soda and chocolate donuts? 
I mean, perhaps, but I, I think it does settle the argument. Candy mint. Candy mint? Not breath mint. Candy mint. All right. I won't fight you on that. So I'm just saying. That's what Zartan said. That's what Zach Hoffman said. Okay. Candy well, mint. I believe it. Then I, I'm confused. I thought you were talking about Ripcord's girlfriend. No. Different, different candy. Yeah. Different bongo. I think we need to change subjects before we get in trouble. <laughs> Anyhow, um, so uh, we, we're we're just out of the Thanksgiving holiday. Weber, did did you follow through on your your promise for uh, Thanksgiving lasagna? Yeah, that's what the that's what the family requested, and I'm I don't have a deep playbook, but I got like five kitchen tricks that really work and lasagna is one of them so all right if i'm cooking calling for lasagna is not a not a bad move and so that's what we had uh worked great kids were happy wife was happy uh and there were leftovers i mean it's kind of like thanksgiving so okay and no birds were injured no no turkey lasagna nope and we stayed in the house stayed safe uh trying to help our fellow man and woman. Excellent. Excellent. Brian, how was Thanksgiving for you? Well, uh, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. <laughs> um, but uh, it turns out they can't. Um, and we we had like a really small gathering uh, of family, but there's a plague on. I don't know if you've heard about that. So yes, yeah. it was pretty limited. Uh, we did have turkey, so we had a little bit of uh, traditional Thanksgiving stuff, but uh uh, cut it kind of short uh, and uh, just kept it small for I hope what I hope are obvious reasons. But yeah, yeah, ours was just uh, me and me and Racktime Rob were were all that was Thanksgiving, and uh, I worked the day before Thanksgiving. He he teaches school, so he was off, and so he did pretty much all the cooking. And uh, Racktime Rob knocked it out of the park. This is a man who, when when we were you know, in our early twenties, I remember him burning water. <laughs> but uh, no, Thanksgiving, he he wrestled it to the ground and punched it for a while until it stopped moving, and then he served it. So, kudos to Ragtime Rob on Thanksgiving dinner. Boy, good job, Oli. <laughs> Oli the Rock. That's it, Anderson, the grumpiest horseman. Of course, he's got he's got to review all that dead game stuff, so I can't blame him. Yeah, that would make anybody a little bit crabby. You can you can catch uh, the latest rack time just dropped a couple days ago. It is on the the Podbean site. You can catch it down in the description down below. Uh, you can also get all of our audio backlog going back almost ten years. It'll be ten years this Arbor Day. That's awesome. We're an institution. If we make it to Arbor Day, right? Like as a species. <laughs> Right, we haven't died off by Arbor Day. Right. That would be ironic, wouldn't it? Don't you think, I mean, there's always a party on New Year's, right? But don't you think December 31st is going to be like the best New Year's ever if we make it there? Isn't everybody... Next ready? year, you mean? No, just burn the 2020 calendar. Isn't yeah. everybody I mean, ready to do that? Everybody's going to assume that it's got to get better. There's got to, Something magical is going to happen as the the year ticks over and we're past 2020 yeah that it's it just it i mean it, no i don't want to jinx it 
Right. But I'll just say it's got to be better. Yeah. Maybe yeah. we could push New Year's back to like, I don't know, January 19th. Look, just I, I, uh, arbitrary date. It already, it's already felt like it's been five years this year. So if you push it back, I think people will protest. That's probably true. I, I'm going to, I'm going to say that once you hit rock bottom, you can't go any lower, but you can bounce around for a while. Yeah, so I'm going to just hold, I'm going to hold judgment until we yeah. get it a little bit further. <laughs> that dead cat bounce, right? Yeah. Right. right. Just kind of, you know, <laughs> thumpity thump. <laughs> You can just, uh, yeah, you can just stay down there for a while. We certainly don't want that. But anyways, uh, that's that's enough of that. Let's get to our first segment. Our first segment, the news. Doot, 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 doot. Yeah, there we go. I didn't know if you let off with that or if that's only when we're changing topics. I don't know. I just really, any, any reference to the news is enough. Well, fair enough. But, uh, we touched on this when we uh, a couple of weeks ago. I just wanted to make sure that we got the word back out there again. The GalaxyCon G.I. Joe virtual experiences are scheduled for December 12 and 13. That is not this weekend, but next weekend. Uh, as we reported on our last episode, um, and guests will include Michael Bell, B.J. Ward, Mary McDonald Lewis, Bill Ratner, Will Ryan, Francois Chow, Neil Ross, Hank Garrett, Keone Young, Morgan Lofting, Brian Cummings, and Greg Berger. So that is a who's who of your Marvel Sunbow G.I. Joe. The hell of a lineup. And that is over two days. Uh, there is no fee to attend. It's it's set up as a couple of different panels over both days. Uh, for more information and for autograph pricing, visit galaxycon.com. Uh, again, I would do that pretty quickly because, again, it's – Less than 10 days away if you're interested in getting some kind of uh, uh, something autographed. But, yeah, uh, again, no fee to attend. But uh, for, for more information to get the exact layout on how things are going, visit galaxycon.com. Did they miss anybody? Is there any? I mean, I didn't hear Hoffman. Is Hoffman in? He is not. We I think we mentioned the two that I can think of off the top of my head. With uh, Arthur, Arthur and Zach are, are not there, but they're about it. Man, if if I'd known um, it, was, it was that easy to get almost all the legendary voices from GI Joe together, I would have told that video game about it. Right? Yeah, I would have. <laughs> what, what's important here is you're not bitter. It's I, I mean, bitter is when something tastes more sour than you expect. This is just level. This is this is more, <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, come on, Mark! You're not you're not old enough to be that much of a pessimist yet, right? Feels like it. Yeah, uh, there's a birthday coming up that nobody's going to remember. Oh, we remember it. It's just, it, are we going to have the opportunity to actually recognize it? No, 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 no we're not. Another name. They gave it another name. Yeah, that that other it's that other guy's. It's the day before that other guy's birthday. The day before, yeah. That's right. like when I hear people go, "Oh, for my birthday week, I'm gonna I want to punch him in the face." Your birthday week. <laughs> you gonna give him the old Stan Hansen lariat? Yeah, 
And I, I love the stories about Hanson's Lariat that it was so feared because he was almost legally blind. Dan Hanson could not see. And so he just lit guys up. He was clotheslining them in the nose, in the ear, yeah. in the hole, if they were really tall. Like, it was all blurry. It was like uh, Drunk Doc Holiday in Tombstone. Just swing at the guy in the middle. Yeah, he just blasted away. Boom! <laughs> Next news item. Doot, 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 doot. Uh, Tokyo Comic-Con will feature a special look at G.I. Joe Origin Snake Eyes. Uh, they're calling it by what I whatever the Japanese title for the movie is. I think it's Jet Black Snake Eyes or something like that. I don't know. Okay. Um, it's assumed that special content will be a movie trailer. Uh, content can be seen on December 5, the second day of the virtual event. More information can be found on Tokyo Comic-Con's website. And that is www.tccworld.com. Dot JP. So that is uh, it rolls off the tongue. Yeah, TCC like Tokyo Comic Con World. Dot JP for Japan. So it's about time we saw something, right? Like right. We've yeah, all, that's my thought. There's been that still image, and then uh, Golden showed off some fight choreography, right? Right. And that's, right. I think that's it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it, that it, stuff looked cool, but yeah, it, uh, getting some kind of even like a teaser trailer, just a little something would give a better idea of like the overall tone of the movie. Uh, we've been guessing for quite a long time, and I believe that that content is uh, it's highlighted by a panel uh, or an interview with Henry Golding and Larry Hama. And I, I don't know how the I don't know what time it is specifically when that happens. I, I'm not sure when that goes on. Do you think anybody will ask the question? I know Larry's already answered it elsewhere, but is anybody going to raise their hand and go, "Hey, was the snake eyes a Caucasian blonde guy?" <laughs> Maybe not at Tokyo Comic Con. Maybe not, but you never know. Because there's there's probably a, a lot fewer. You know, Caucasian blonde guys who were butthurt over that there. Right. Well, and don't let's not <laughs> let's not have this get out of control and go. You know, Weber's fighting for the for more Caucasian representation in Hollywood. Uh, um, there's not enough of that. No, but but Larry himself, <laughs> Larry himself has said yeah. that the reason why Snake Eyes's race was important is that it ties into him being the gaijin, the outsider who usurps the the rightful mantle of heir of the Arashikage from Storm Shadow. And it matters that he's American, that he's an outsider. And you know, that's that's changed that changes a bit. That's the only reason it matters. Because once Snake Eyes is all cut up or blown up and under a mask, it doesn't matter at all. But that's such a key part of the Storm Shadow Snake Eyes uh, bromance, love, hate, hate, kill you relationship that I worry that the movie is going to alter it or not do it justice. You know, uh, you know who else went to Japan? What other white guy went to Japan and was crowned king? Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen. Yeah. And... 
and Terry Gordy, you know, bam, bam. Possibly here. I won't go any geeky wrestling deeper than this, but possibly the greatest tag team name ever. Terry Gordy and Stan Hansen were the miracle violence connection. <laughs> that's but, that's, but that's about right too. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I don't think they did a name storm and came up with that. I think that's what all twenty thousand people leaving the egg dome thought. After yeah, that's, uh, good lord. That's that's two guys. I you know they say that wrestling is choreographed fighting, but somehow they managed to hit you hard anyway. Yeah, I, even so, there were a lot of guys choreographing hurt necks and sore backs afterwards, <laughs> and so. caved in faces. <laughs> that's it. And Matt Rubin's got a question, but it's a Japanese virtual convention. Is the interview going to be translated in the video or is it text-based? I'm going to guess that since the interview is being done by two guys who speak English, yeah. that it'll probably be in English and then subtitled for the Japanese audience. That would be my guess, uh, because to my knowledge, neither of those guys speak Japanese. Um, so, ah, ah. <laughs> that would be a, that would be a question to examine the answers for at uh, at uh, tccworld.jp. Yeah, go to alt.black.com/helicopters, and you'll find out everything. You know, one of these days somebody's going to actually do that, and then you're going to feel bad. That's from King of the Hill. I didn't make that up. <laughs> go to go to www Right. <laughs> Uh, Brian, any expectations for the movies? We don't get to talk to you all the time, so I, I, I think the movie is gonna be um, uh, le less of like the popcorn action that uh, we're expecting, and, and or the, that we got with the the previous two movies. And I think it's gonna they're gonna try to lean more into like genre, like um, uh, uh, like a uh martial arts like an old-fashioned martial arts flick that's that's the that's my feeling about it uh based on absolutely nothing because of course we've seen absolutely nothing uh, nearly nothing but uh yeah i i wouldn't be surprised if they m went in a different direction something that um is um you know, less, uh, you know, big budget, uh, big special effects and more along the lines of, uh, of, of big stunts and, um, more of a genre looking movie. That that's my guess. That would be pretty neat too. If, if that came off now, Zach Quam here has an interesting point, just drop it on HBO max, like all the other movies. Now they're not, they're not going to drop it on HBO max, no. but yeah, I'll bet you, and this is me putting the big finger in the camera right here. My thing. Yeah, but I'm, I'm stealing it. Whatever. Gimmick infringement, but go ahead. <laughs> it's not infringing on your gimmick if, you're, if you've brought the gimmick to the show <laughs> that I produce. I, I'm just saying. Uh, I, I have free use of that here on the show where you appear. I there might be some royalties owed, though. Strongly disagree with that. Your show, but my bit, right? I'm just saying. I'm stealing it for the purposes of the show. Fine, fine. Look, Anyhow, I can boot somebody. You can borrow it, <laughs> but but it's not yours. No, 
right. no, I, I would I would never I would never take credit for it. No, because I stole it from Buster Rhymes. So right. you can't have it. <laughs> Weber Rhymes, right? Anyway, if anybody ever if anybody ever told him, he'd be so embarrassed. Right. About what I'm doing with his woo ha finger. <laughs> there we go. That was a good one. But anyways, uh, I, I think a big part of what's going to happen with movies next year, we're going to see on Christmas when Wonder Woman 84 is released, you know, simultaneously to HBO Max and the three theaters in America that are still open. Mm -hmm. uh, if that goes over big, I think we're going to see a lot of movies that were slated for 2020 get that kind of a release a lot earlier than we expect. I'm curious how they're going to track that for somebody like Joe Colton, who I'm told is going to go to the theater, but watch it on her phone at the same time for the double Wonder Woman experience. She's trying to do Wonder Woman 168. <laughs> that night. Do some quick math. Yeah, hold on. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's 84 twice. So it works. That works. But yeah, so so that would that that's an interesting point, and I think we all need to be paying attention to that on Christmas, uh, or that week rather, to see exactly how big of a splash Wonder Woman eighty four makes, because yeah. I think Snake Eyes and Black Widow and several other of these, you know, comic booky superheroy type franchises will follow in suit if they find that there's a market there. I'm kind of curious to see if. Dune on television, if I will hate Dune on television as much as I hated Dune in the theater. Probably. Is that sacrilege? Nah. I mean, Dune on, here? Dune. Dune on television doesn't even have Sting. Right? When I Dune looked cool in the previews. When I was a kid, I walked into the theater. A guy handed me a glossary of terms Ugh. on the way into the theater. And I'm like, even at like seven, I'm like, what the is this i come on like i know my uh, what a harkonnen is but i mean hey there was at least there was sting yeah the wrong sting though i thought he'd have a bat and face paint see what i did there because we never get more than than 20 seconds away from pro wrestling on this show <laughs> wrestling <laughs> brian you got hbo max I don't have HBO Max, but um, now it's looking like I'll have to get it. Um, I, I prefer not to um, multiply streaming services beyond necessity. Um, but uh, if they're if they're pushing that much stuff to it, eventually they're going to have something that I'll want or need to watch, and that's how they get you. That's how they suck you in. So yeah, I'll, I'll probably end up getting it. Mm. I was yeah. looking at the list, and the one the one that jumped is Matrix Four, right? Like, I I gotta believe it's going to be better in the theater by far than on your television. And yeah. yet, I'm still hyped about Matrix Four because of Matrix One, and not because of where Matrix One went in the sequel, and then in the sequel after that, right? Yeah, Ma Matrix Two had that one great scene. The uh, 
the chase, chase scene. Yeah. yeah. The chase scene's fantastic. Yeah, I'm with you. The rest of that movie is crap. And then three was worth, worse. Worse. Three was I'm terrible. Getting, I'm getting into alien territory where I kept telling myself anything after aliens was going to be somewhere near that level. And I was wrong every time. Even now, when they announce Alien the pamphlet, my heart goes a little bit of flutter because I can't forget how great Aliens was, even though I know they've done this to me like five or six times now. And I know the next Alien movie is going to be garbage, but I'll be there opening night, ready to be disappointed. They're, they're counting on you indoctrinating your children. I'm halfway there. That's what they're counting on. Yeah. Now, now it's now it's about replacing you at the movie theater. But but that's part of parenting. Half of it is enjoying finally getting to show your son or daughter something that you love. Aliens or Blues Brothers or something amazing that you know they're going to eat up. But then after we watched Aliens, my son Derek said, "Is are there sequels, Dad? And I'm like, yeah, but let me get you ready for them, okay? Mm -hmm. Alien 3 is half as good, and all the rest are half as good as that. And then when we watched them, when they were over, he said, yeah, it was about what you said. He didn't have that anticipation in the fall. I got him ready for the suck. So, But if you hadn't, maybe he would have enjoyed them more. Yeah, like Mission... No, no. He appreciated it. And he knows I'm usually right. I'm not right about a lot, but I'm, I'm pretty dead on about them. <laughs> It, it's. It, I saw a cartoon last week. I don't remember what strip it was, but it was uh, in the first panel. You see the father and the son watching Highlander, and the son was like, "That was great. Are there any more of these?" Dad, said, no, no. <laughs> no. My favorite part of Highlander is when the Freebirds won that match right at the beginning <laughs> in the Meadowlands. Never more than 20 seconds away. This is your challenge, Mike. Come up with a topic I can't immediately tie to wrestling. <laughs> but, that, you know, that's a pretty tenuous one right there, so I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if I'm giving credit on that yeah, first, first scene of the movie, though. Yeah. So that, that crane shot that goes all through the arena and zooms in. That's a great shot, by the way. That, well, now I'm going to have to watch the movie again, now that you've mentioned it. And now my challenge is to get Terry Gordy mentioned for a third time before the show ends. Bam, bam. Bam, bam, Gordy. Next news item. Dude, 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 dude. Friend of the program, Word Burglar, has released a new track, A Letter from Snake Eyes Part 4. A collaboration with Diagnostic 80 and more or less is available on Berg's website, which will be listed in the description down below. Uh, it's uh, one of the, He's on a band camp. He's on, or he's on Bandcamp. His his page will, will get that for you. Uh, it's a name your price purchase. So take the opportunity to slip a performer who's been taken off the road by the pandemic a few dollars in exchange for some great music. Uh, it's a name your price. Don't be the cheap ass who gets it for free. Berg's livelihood is is gone right now. So give the man some money for his music. Uh, at, uh, I, have, I have not had a chance to get over there and hear it yet. So uh, I am sure that it's fantastic because Word Burglar never disappoints. Um, and I'll be making my purchase probably tomorrow. And if you haven't met him, huge Joe fan and just incredibly nice guy. Yeah. So uh, 
you know, I know they say that the Joe fandom, like a lot of fandoms, is kind of fragmented. But the one thing that brings us all together, or should, is our mutual love for what's on Joe Mind and Wordburger. He's good peeps. He is. He is. He is fantastic. We met him back in uh, at JoeCon in in Colorado, in Loveland, Colorado. Yeah. And uh, it is it is one of the it is one of the great shames of this program that we have not managed to get him on since then. I know a guy. Maybe I can book him. Right? Yeah. Anyway. Hang on. I've, I've lost I've lost my rundown. There it is. Yay. Next news item. Doot, 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 doot. Classified Wave doot. 3, Scarlet and Roadblock are seeing a re-release that will have paint deco changes. Uh, wave 3 includes the new character Zartan and the non-Cobra Island Cobra Trooper. And we'll round out its assortment with these new versions of Roadblock and Scarlet. And let me go ahead and get that up here. That's it. And uh, uh, where is it? There it is. Yeah. They look terrible. Yeah. <laughs> It's a well-oiled machine here. I'm, it's I'm proud Force. to be a part of this organization. Night Force. Okay. Did it show up yet? No. Mm. No. Much like Joe Colton. That's cheap shot, man. Cheap shot. Yeah, but Rob liked it. He did. Yeah, I heard that from the other room, didn't we? Wow. What in the holy hell? All right. Did Let's you try this one. The Dune glossary, perhaps. Uh, appar apparently so, man. I've, I have. Uh... Oh, that's why I had a, had a, the wrong window getting shared. I'm good at this. Yeah, there we go. There's our winner. Yeah. Well, let's not go too far. <laughs> no, but I, I will give credit to Roadblock because they got all that gold stuff that I didn't like the first time around, and they made it more of a gunmetal color. So I'm, I'm. I like new roadblock better than I like old roadblock. Yeah, these are these are decent. Uh, I don't understand the point of new Scarlet because it's just like she changed pants. But, but whatever. The point. She changed pants. There you changed go. Changed pants. I'm. I want to give them credit. Because we originally thought they were just re-releasing -re -re the original guys, right? Mm -hmm. And so anything that's better than that should be applauded. So I am glad that these are different in case you like them better or in case you have to have everything like a lot of collectors do. Yeah. But what makes me sad, particularly on Scarlet, is if you were going to repaint them, I would have gone nuts with them. I would have gone crazy g1 as close to the original deco as you could or i would have done something completely different like night force or i know that isn't what tiger force roadblock was wearing but i would have gone completely bonkers with it mm. like you're painting it anyway so go to town like give us a listening fun roadblock yeah <laughs> 
listen and fun roadblock. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. I would go nuts with, would have gone nuts with them. Maybe even gone, you know, off the rails and made Scarlet's hair all red, right? Uh, Maybe that that happened this time. Maybe. I don't think so. Uh, Yeah. So we can hope. I don't, I don't want to be, I know a lot of people are online or are pooping all over it because it's not different enough, but it's better than what we thought we were getting. So they do deserve credit for that. And I like if they're going to re-release stuff that they are going to alter it a little bit. It makes, it's another thing you can collect. And if any of these are ever worth any money, it helps preserve the value of the original or the second one if these are hard to find for some reason. So mm-hmm. it's it's the right call. It's the right way to do it. I just wish they'd have gone further with it. You kind of went Wilford Brimley on that one. It's the right thing to do and a tasty way to do it. That's right. And now you start ri- railing about the, the evils of the Beatus. <laughs> Until Tom Cruise comes in and whips my ass with a briefcase. Right. <laughs> That's my favorite Grimley role. He walks around with all this swagger all movie long, and then Tom Cruise beats the pit out of him. <laughs> because, I mean, <laughs> did did you really think that was going to go a different way? I just... I, I mean, I Tom Cruise is half his age. Yeah, I just wasn't sure they were going to ever book it like that right i thought maybe he'd knock him down or trip him and say take that old man but he really savages he just beats the hell out of him he keeps hitting him to the point where you're like at the start you're like yeah take that old man and by hit eight you're like i think that's enough man stop it man he's already dead i don't know what issues tom cruise was working out at that point but I guess Wilford shouldn't have told that off-camera Scientology joke, right? right. Or the action scene. Uh, he probably should have. But yeah. Doug Dello asks, do we know how many of each figure will be in each case? Uh, no, we don't. Yes, we do. Do we? There will be not enough Cobra Troopers. Ah, uh, well, yeah, we do know that. <laughs> yeah. We know that. Mm-hmm. So it to this point, it's always been six figures in a case. So we know that there's four figures four different figures in wave three uh, and how they, how they break down is, is not been released to us yet. I don't think you want to guess. I am going to say, yeah, I'm going to say Walker or Scarlet. I'm going to go with Rob's guess here. Actually. Yeah. Two Zartan, two troopers, one Scarlet, one roadblock. That's the right way to do it. That would make sense. Yes. Of course that would make sense. So that means that we're going to get four Zartans. Yeah. Um, you know, one trooper, one scarlet, and chase roadblock. They should have only shows up once every sixty-four cases. They should have left roadblock out. And if they were gonna put uh, a redo in, they should have done Scarlet and they should have gone three troopers. Three troopers, two Zartans, one Scarlet with a little better deco, gold. Well, no, not gold. Uh perfect. <laughs> Oh, okay, so Rob Rob sheds light on the mystery there. That was the assortment listed on Entertainment Earth. So apparently, he's just done more shopping than I have. Yeah, more. I guess he's done research, show prep, right? Get at nerd, <laughs> dork. So that's the end of the news. 
Doot, 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 doot. And I'm not going to change away from uh, the, the display there because we have slides there for post-sock. Yeah. And what's more, it's it's post-sock that we didn't ask for. People just sent us letters anyway. That's the best. Yeah. When you're when, when you don't have to beg for correspondence, that is awesome. We and always, I love that. We always say the best sock is the pre-sock and the post-sock. So right. much better than the sock. Goes without saying. We we had more post-sock than we actually were able to get in this episode. Like we have some post-sock for next time. Will it keep? It'll keep. Okay. It'll keep. I actually, I mean, we actually had some post sock left over from last time. Man. And we did two post sock episodes back to back. El Wapo, would you say that we had a plethora of post sock? I would say that we did have a plethora of post sock, El Wapo. Excellent. <laughs> Brian, are you starting to regret your decision to join us tonight? Um, for the last, uh, about 15 minutes, but yeah, I'm just, right. I, you know, that's, I started, so I'm going to stick it out. I'm sticking That's better it out. than I thought we were doing. So yeah, yeah. I no, figured we're, we're, we're 37 we're minutes in. I figured he was regretting this for at least 35 by now. Well, and we've had to have technical difficulties before. It just couldn't take it. And they're just like, yeah, yeah. The, whoops. Sorry. Good night. Right. Um, but, um, no, but I'm excited about the post sock. Let's let's have the sock. Give me the sock. I want the the sock. Sock it to him. Yeah. All right, there we go. Oh, that's first letter. Whoa. First. Essay. First time watching the show, so a lot of random thoughts. Mike asked why anyone would buy the retro line. Firstly, perhaps we should all just refer to it as the retro packaging line. Okay. Yeah. I can only speak for myself, but here goes. I was nine when the first line of G.I. Joe figures came out. I had almost every figure and vehicle till probably 87. Everything but the flag, and I bought a lot of those figures with my own money. Fast forward 20 years. I was a father, still am, of course, and the first movie came out. I hadn't bought any action figures for years, but there were some neat ones in the store related to the movie, and I brought some for home for my son. I bought a few for myself that I kept in the packages, City Strike Snake Eyes, Paris Pursuit Snake Eyes. My son lost interest pretty quick, and then I didn't buy any more. Fast forward another decade. I'm in Walmart by myself, and I happen to stroll through the toy aisle, and holy smokes, that's a badass Snake Eyes figure. And Storm Shadow. And a six-inch Cobra Commander. What the hell? Needless to say, all those figures came home with me, but not until I laid waste to a fourth grader who was reaching for Storm Shadow with a devastating lariat clothesline. Stan Hansen. That's what the retro packaging line is for, in my opinion. Guys like me that missed all the comic packs and anniversary figures. Since then, I've actually gone back and bought a few of those figures off eBay. I don't feel like I have to get them all by any means. I don't have a complete set of classified or retro packaging, nor will I. Just the ones I like. If the declassified line was canceled and only five figures left, my choices would be Tunnel Rat, Stalker, Ricondo. You take that, Joe Colton. Yeah, A Scarlet with more accurate uniform and better face sculpt, and maybe Hawk? Thanks for the show. You've got a new fan. That is Jay Cordray via Facebook. Thank like you for joining us, Jay. Too. We're, we're thrilled good. anytime we got new new fans. New blood. Welcome home. Right? And uh, what I like best is that he called me out directly. Because yeah. there's lots of times I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Totally, totally lost. I'm some dude on YouTube shooting his face off. <laughs> and there's plenty of those. 
right? No, no, no. That, that's fine, though, because sometimes, you know, having been in this, shoot, we've been doing this show for 10 years, um, and collecting as an adult since 1995, I don't know. Um, sometimes, yeah, yeah, I can't help but get a little stuck inside, you know, playing a little inside sports, so it's, that's absolutely okay. And I'm sure I was just venting at it because... I wanted retro to be something more than it was. And it's, it's not, uh, but no, it's, it's great to have you, man. Great to have you on board. And I always thought in the retro line, it, it's selling well. So obviously it's, it's doing or accomplishing what they hoped. Yeah. Um, I think it just could have been, it could have been handled better if they had let you know, let the diehard fans know ahead of time what it was going to be. Because by labeling it retro, given what they've done with Star Wars, where the retro stuff is truly five points of articulation, retro Star Wars, and what other companies like uh, the whoever's making He-Man mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's legit. It could be a you know, forty-year-old package sitting there on the shelf, dusty, or or Transformers, right? Or trans Transformers two from Hasbro. So I just think they should have been more open about it um, earlier when they had their big toy fair reveal. That mm. would have been a good time to do it, um, and and they didn't. So fans waited longer, and therefore the disappointment heightened. So, yeah. but they've chosen other than Duke, pretty good figures. And they're selling well, and they do look. They are. They look brilliant on shelf because of Hector Garrido. But if you, I mostly it's it's empty pegs where I am. I mean, they are selling. I've I've noticed that they've been restocked, and uh, they sell right out. I it's not something for me. It's not something I intend to get. So uh, I don't mind so much having empty pegs this time. Uh, but uh, but. The, what I've seen is a few, maybe a couple days after they restock them, they're gone again, and that that goes for the his tank as well. People are snatching up those his tanks. Yeah, and I'm not sure where the case breakdown is, but it looks like they're they've made more his tanks than off strikers, which is probably yeah. probably a good move, right? Like you'd think. I, I mean, there are some lunatics out there who need twenty off strikers, but. I'd much rather have a second hiss than a second off strike. Yeah. So it's uh you gotta you gotta build your Sunbow universe where everybody's tooling around in an off striker. Right. Even as a kid when they had that one bit where there's just a, a column of Mobats coming over the over the hill. Even as a kid, I'm like, I'm gonna buy another Mobat. <laughs> Only one guy drives a Mobat. Get out of here with that. Right, right. Yeah. I uh, I I do want to get behind this guy's list of the classified figures that he wants. I I think I'm on board with with all of those. Tunnel Rat would be great. Stalker is my favorite uh, character in the line, so I'd love a, a Stalker. Uh, Rakondo would be cool, and yeah, uh, uh, version one accurate uh, Scarlet would be nice. Uh, of course, that now that would be the third version of Scarlet, but still, it would be nice to get something closer to the original. So, yeah, I, I like that list. I like it a lot. Um, so, and Hawk, yeah, Hawk. That, that was a question we asked one another last time, Brian. If you if if you found out tomorrow that the the classified line was ending and there were five spots left and you could put whoever you wanted in them, who would your five be? I think. Um, 
But it's hard to choose because the uh, every time I come up with a list, then they announce that the, those figures are coming out next. Because so I uh, a couple months ago I would have said, well, I'd like a I'd like a Flint and a Lady J, and then, oh no no you're getting that. No, I'd I'd like a Zartan. No, nope, you're getting a Zartan. Um, good lord, uh, who would I like to see? I'm um, so assuming everybody that has been announced so far, and then we'll also take. Uh, major blood and barbecue will take them off the rack because everything else that's been leaked has made it out eventually. So I'm going to assume that those two guys having been leaked will make it out eventually. So, so throw them out. Give us five. Um, let's see. I think, um, I think low light could make a pretty cool six inch figure. So let's do low light. Give them a wicked sniper rifle. Um, yeah, that, I, I could see low light. Um, man, I'm thinking of only Joe's. I should think of some Cobras. Um, the artwork, uh, showed, uh, us, uh, Alley Viper. Um, it would be kind of cool to get an Alley Viper, even though I do think the, the, uh, orange and blue is a little wild, but that's, that's the Alley Viper everybody remembers. I'd personally like to see, uh, version two Alley Viper, but, um, uh, for a Cobra, I'd like to see an Alley Viper. That would be wicked awesome. Uh, Stalker is my favorite Joe. I want to see uh, Stalker. And I think that if you're going to have Duke, um, it would be nice to have Hawk as well. Um, and I'm going to go um, with uh, maybe uh, a figure that uh, a lot of people wouldn't expect me to say, but I, I think that a uh, six-inch Ser Serpentor uh, could be done really well. Yeah. Um, so I think, was that five? I don't know. Yeah. Whatever number that was. I think th that's my list. And like you said, whenever you make a list, it comes true. So that's right. Power. So there you, it, go. People, you heard it here first. Right. Cause I would have said, I would have said firefly. No, you, you know, here's, here comes firefly. So, Hey, you know, this, uh, all of these could now happen just because I've mentioned them. It's the hooded Cobra connection. That's it. That's it. They're, 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 li they're listening. That's incredible. Um, in that case, if they're listening, guys, we need a lot more of those Cobra Troopers. Right. People, people will buy the Cobra Troopers by the, by the pallet full. They, they just back the, their trucks up to the, the store and load their trucks full of the Cobra Troopers. You got you to gotta really push those out. So if you're listening, guys, Cobra Troopers. They're listening. Give us the blue shirts. Think of what show you're on, man. They're listening. Yeah. I am a little surprised with... Uh, it's the first time from Jay's uh, postdoc submission that I've seen someone complain, really, about Scarlet's face sculpt. Yeah, Most see, I, 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 I like it. I love the freckles, because those are hard to do, right? There's a fine line between freckles and measles. <laughs> and they and they're on the right side of it and and having some experience in this area i give them a big salute for how they how they pulled that off now i've said i'm not happy about the hair but the freckles on the face i think are top notch i don't know why ever you see it all the time people customizing it with black widow heads and i'm like i don't know i don't think it doesn't it's young looking but i don't think it doesn't look like scarlet yeah, it's it, like Black Widow looks, looks a little bit more angular. She is angular and beautiful. Yeah, I don't know. Just doesn't it doesn't seem it just doesn't seem to fit. 
It doesn't. Uh, like, it's not that it looks bad. It just doesn't say Scarlet to me either. It looks like a young Scarlet to me. Oh, anyhow, but they had me at the freckles, I guess. It's a, a a long overdue representation of Ginger Nation. That's what I'm talking about. So next letter. Hi team. Hi. Have you seen the new Funko Pop of Leatherneck? He has the Marine logo and six-point cap. What's the excuse for gung-ho now? Daniel Rodriguez via email. And this is what he's referring to. And uh, I didn't know we had excuses for gung-ho. Um, they just I think we, we pretty well chalked gung-ho up to being not a good design. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why he didn't have the, the Marine Corps logo. Uh, but it could be any number of reasons. They might have had to pay more for it. Um, it could be, too, uh, I don't know how this sort of thing works, but because this version of, of Leatherneck appeared that way with that logo, uh, they may have the rights to use it with that interpretation of Leatherneck in perpetuity. Couldn't tell you. I, I don't know the legalese on it. So I, I don't know we ever had an excuse for gung-ho. I'm glad that they went and made an as accurate a Leatherneck as they could make in creepy, big-eyed, Funko Pop form. Right. Um, which I, I I do not care for. I'm upset that they made me buy a beachhead. <laughs> and oh, uh, he is available in stores with Shipwreck. Ooh. And, uh, and as you can see there, no poly! What's going on? That's that's not a sunbow representation if there's no poly. So I'm I'm that's extra true. disappointed in in Funko Pop shipwreck. I mean, a it's a different company, so they could have handled it totally differently. Maybe they paid the Marines license what has or didn't. Yeah. But, but B, and this is beyond my capability as a lazy bastard customizer. Somebody's got to silver up that mustache and. Uh, sideburns and eyebrows and make this a Ron Rudat. <laughs> yes. And I mean that with, with all the love in the world for Ron Rudat. Somebody's got to make a custom Ron Rudat and send it his way. And it won't be me because I would do it with a Sharpie and it'd look bad. <laughs> Silver Sharpie. Yeah. That's about the extent of my uh, budget. Well, I mean, you are the, the maestro of lazy bastard theater. So that's it. If I can't fix it with a screwdriver, it's well beyond me. But I'm not a big pop fan either. But these guys look great, other than yeah. the, you know the lack of the parrot. Yeah. Um. Well, it, it'd be tough to put a parrot on uh, shipwreck's shoulder, given that his head is wider than his shoulders. I guess I don't know. Would he put him on a on, on the hat or something? I don't know. Maybe they just put it on his hand because he, ne he never had the rope on the show. I mean, they could make it. It would have to be smaller than maybe you'd expect. But obviously, realistic proportions are not what Funko Pops sell about, right? No. Or maybe you just, you know, put them on the base. Well, I guess they don't have a base, so never mind. Nope. I don't know. You can tell. Obviously, I've, I have two Funko Pops. Neither of them have ever come out of the box. You, you Obviously, you know that now. Wait, who's the other one? Uh, Cobra Commander. Hooded Cobra Commander? Because that's our favorite Cobra Commander. No, it's it's actually helmeted Cobra Commander. He was a gift. 
And he's he's actually my favorite Funko Pop because he does not have huge dead eyes. <laughs> well, he does. Probably. He does, but they're covered. Yeah, fair enough. He does. They're, they're not on the figure. It's the masked one. So if someone was dying to get you a Funko Pop for Christmas, they should go like Destro or something? You mean me? Yeah, or does he? Does Destro have the big dead eyes too? I, I believe they, they pretty well, if they have eyes, they have big dead eyes. Uh, I don't remember if they made a Destro. Did they make a Destro? I don't know. I hope so. Uh, if, they, know. if they've gotten a leather neck, let's hope they got a Destro out. Well, I know they, they did way back. They did Roadblock, Duke, the Tube Cobra Commanders, and Storm Shadow. I'm pretty sure they got a Snake Eyes somewhere along the way. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we got, you know, Beachhead, Leatherneck, Shipwreck. I don't know. If if somebody's just dying to get me a Funko Pop, I would say gift card. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would right. say. That, that needs to be where you direct things. Gift card. Actually, nobody has a Destro uh, Funko Pop because it was a Target exclusive. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. That explains a lot. Yep. Ne next letter. How's it, team? Just wanted to share two things. First, my daughter watches G.I. Joe on YouTube with her brother and I. So when I asked what she wanted for Christmas, she said a tank. So one day I pick her up from school, and we go to our local Walmart, and what do we find? A Doing tank. it right. Doing it right. There you go. Hugging there that go. his tank. Very nice. Hugging that his tank so hard, wow. her fingers are bending. Right? <laughs> that and is excitement. And she's wearing a mask that says, some girls want to be princess, want to be a princess. I just want to drive a tank. That's what her mask says. So that and is fantastic. It is. And to dive into it, you know, this is off camera, but I guarantee she and her dad got to build that tank, put it together, which is something the brand kind of lost over the years, right? Mm -hmm. The yeah. joy of assembling it and building it on some level and putting the stickers on it. And that was part of what made Joe unique and, and fantastic. So I love that this part of the retro line feels right because you're getting that back, which got taken away by all the window box packaging over the years mm -hmm. and made the toys more expensive because somebody overseas is building each, you know, vamp and securing it with, uh, with zip ties or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they can make it re authentically retro at a cheaper price, so it's more profitable, is win-win all over the place. So, yeah, could could not resist putting that picture in the post doc today. Yeah. That's uh, I, I wonder if that is anything like the look our parents saw when they gave us new Joes. Looks like she was wearing the rat, right mask that day. Second, if Mark has any friends working at Hasbro on the Micro Machines line, thank them for this. We see our Micro Machines pack there. Yeah. Uh, and there they are, out of package. And some of those guys look familiar. And there's yeah. uh, the, the little vamp-looking thing next to the the Jada Toys vamp. So, obviously, we're seeing some, some remolds of the old G.I. Joe Micro Machines from back in the day. 
Uh, three of the vehicles in this set are iconic G.I. Joe vehicles. In case the photos are too small, they're a Vamp, Mobat, and Killer Whale uh, War on Cobra variant in Night Force-inspired colors. I've included a photo of the Jada Toys Vamp Mark II for scale. If any of you three drop by my hometown, let me know. I'm buying you at least a drink, if not a meal. Mahalo and Meli Kaliki Maka is a wise way. <laughs> Torpedo Mike via email. So we'll put the, the, the toy photo back up there. And when he says you three, I'm sure he's referring to Joe. I... No. Yeah, but but she no. she she forfeited, so you're in. So she oh. only by skipping out, she only missed the trip to Hawaii. Sweet. Free and food. I don't wanna I don't wanna speak for him because he didn't actually say he might be in Hoboken, you know. But uh, torpedo mics in Hawaii. Okay, good. Can't I wait. Mean, yeah. yeah, there you go. We just gotta get there. Yeah. And you know, we I sang, so that means it has to go. And that's also strike one from YouTube. So probably careful. I didn't yeah. go more than I didn't go more than six seconds though. Oh, so they, we're good. So they'll so never yeah, they'll never catch you. So you're steamboat Mikey. That's right. good. Right. We're we're sneaking it in there. You know what's funny here is the micro machines are a slightly smaller scale than the Jada toys. So oh, I wonder. I just wonder. Does Jada have a deal for a certain specific scale that they are avoiding with the slightly smaller micro machines? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, micro machines are the kings of teeny. Yeah. So. That's a that's a it's a good post sock right there. We got a couple of new fans, and then we got Torpedo Mike, who's who's been with the show all ten years of his existence. So that's impressive. I tell you, it's 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 a, a heartening mix of fans, old and new, in the post sock, and uh, good stuff there. So oh, I didn't want to stop screen. Oh well. <laughs> 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 so that's going to mean there's another awkward silence as I have to reset things up later on. But whatever. That's whatever. Fun. Hey, and I love the Easter egg bit of it, right? They aren't selling it as, look, Micro Machines G.I. Joe. But throwing some Joe vehicles in there, that's awesome. There's no reason not to. And if it saves them on tooling, even better you know, for them. But right. it's better than it being random, than it being representative of nothing. So... <laughs> Well done. Good job. We've seen lots of nothing over the years. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. Oh, goodness. He, he makes a good point, though. And, and one of the other uh, postdoc entries talking about who they want to see in the classified line. Um, uh, or actually, it's in the comments, I think. Somebody said they want to see Ripcord, right? Or some kind of paratrooper, which I totally agree with. Yes, that's that would be great. Torpedo Mike had me thinking, yeah, got to have a frogman at some point, right? And I know torpedoes a lot more than a frogman. I get it. But be it torpedo or wetsuit or even an eels on the other side. Ooh, eels. Right? Eels. I, I'd like to trade in my uh, suggestion for the alley viper for the eels. I like that a lot better. I'm with that. Pack them one to a case so everybody's mad about it. <laughs> we have a solution, and then we just have more fighting. And then, and I will buy everyone I find and return them without the rebreather 
so I can sell that rebreather in 20 years for a hundred dollars each. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that gets us up to our new segment touted heavily in our promo materials. It's bad things we love anyway. And this is uh, from the brainchild of the honcho. Yeah. And uh, today in the inaugural edition of bad things we love anyway, we are going to talk about classic real American hero vehicles that are terrible, yet we love them anyway. And so we, again, we have a, uh, we got some stuff to, to share. We, we have visual aids. Nice. So never a bad thing with visual aids. Yeah, which is the best kind of aids. Right? I would, I would hope. But um, Oh, this will be like a secret reveal, except we yeah. saw. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but, you know, not everybody's paying attention. As yet. What? <laughs> And so we got started with uh, the, the very first one that the honcho threw out there, the air defense. The air defense. Now, you can't do a whole lot with this thing, right? Like, very basic. You can't really climb on it. Can There's no spot for a, a gunner or an operator mm -hmm. or anything. But what I loved about it was those missiles are not screwing around, right? <laughs> no, they are not. Aren't they easily the largest missiles ever in Joe? I, I mean, past the rolling thunder, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I'll, I'll give you those. Fine. But those are like orbital things, right? This right. thing. And for me, even though, you know, like from the old school, from like the first year, probably the most lethal thing is the how, right? That God, you know, forsaken laser infantry cannon that has the guy, uh, the only guy who can operate it is in an exposed cockpit on the side. <laughs> but with a, uh, with a uh, targeting computer that he loses all the time. Right. Uh, and a front, oh, landing, front landing gear that's always gone, so he tips over, whatever. But as a kid, I like to inject as much realism into Joe as into the G.I. Joe line as possible. So when I was playing with my headquarters, it bothered me that the jail had no roof, right? Seemed to yeah. me they could figure out a way to escape. So I would put the helipad that came with it on top of the jail, thereby sealing all the nefarious uh, prisoners inside. But that, as cool as the headquarters is, I love the headquarters, seemed kind of susceptible to the Rattler, to me, right? Yes. A lot of weapons, but none of them point up. I guess there's the four little mini Sky Striker missiles, whatever. So that's where this bad boy sat in my Joe collection. Was was not on the helipad so much as on the rocket firing platform. So the air defense, which was not a great place that had a place of honor for me atop the G.I. Joe headquarters. Yeah, I mean, this is, it's really... Like the air defense is the thing you got from that uncle that you didn't see very often. And all he just, he remembered that you liked GI Joe. And so he, he went to the, the drug store and that was the one thing that was left collecting dust on the pegs about three years after it was discontinued. It was the original Cobra Island roadblock. Right. Uh, 
but at the same time, I mean, there isn't even a foot peg on this thing. So it, it's yeah. really, it's, it's awful. Yeah. Um, it's, it's below the road toad. Um, yeah. But it gets the aesthetic right. Yeah. You know, you, you, like it, it fits in with all the same, with all the stuff that was out from that, that 83 to 85 run of G.I. Joe that was still very much rooted in, you know, maybe 15 minutes in the future type technology. Uh, it fits right in with it. So it's, it wasn't without its value in that regard. Like there, there was, there's not a ton of play value there, but at least it got the look right. And I would have to research it, but I think it's the first gaudy missile. <laughs> Most of the missiles beforehand were gray or, you know, dark gunmetal or black or yeah, this, this one's bright friggin' orange as if to say, come on down. What's <laughs> screaming at you the whole way. Right. Brian, you have one of these growing up in Oklahoma. Um, I, uh, I'm pretty sure I did. It's uh, forgive me. It apparently wasn't that memorable. Um, but I mean, the way I, the way you're describing it though is the way to use it. It's it doesn't do a whole lot on its own, and you know, uh, hauling it out to the field would be an ordeal. It doesn't have wheels. You can't hitch it on anything. Uh, so it's got to stay at the base, right? Um, and it, yeah, you're right. It does have that aesthetic, but um, yeah, this, I mean, some kind of like control seat or a foot peg or something would, yeah, it, this could, it could be made at least marginally better with very little effort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It just came with a clipboard, right? <laughs> yeah. Some, some small part easily lost. Right, pre-lost. <laughs> so that moves us up to the next one. And uh, Mark, you went into the a little bit into the modern age here. Yeah. With our good friend, the Arctic Blast. The Arctic Blast. And they're like, hey, how's that new prototype snow vehicle working out for you? And they're like, I don't know. It's got a flat tire and we can't change the damn thing. <laughs> Also, I can't feel my face. (laughs) (laughs) Try driving this thing in a blizzard. It's basically the front of a snowplow. (laughs) (laughs) This was bad for all the right reasons. So, and and the guy Windchill who comes with is actually one of my favorite of the snowtroopers. He looks pretty cool. Yeah, he's not bad. Even though he's got the, the all yellow face, which is regrettable. Um, but he's got no goggles or mask or anything. He's got a hat yeah. that'll mean. stop the snow from falling straight down. But when you're strapped to this Arctic crotch rocket going 80 <laughs> miles an hour, <laughs> and skidding along the tundra, when he runs into whatever it is he's about to run into, blind and going way too fast. There's absolutely no beef up front to protect him, right? He's a dead man. Oh, at the very least, he's going to kiss both knees, right? <laughs> oh, this thing is death on wheels. So, uh, you got to love that Winchill was willing to strap himself into this and and just take off into the tundra. Good for him. Hard to believe he survived to drive a better vehicle. Brian, you you've did a, you did one of your reviews on this one, so why don't you fill us I, in there? What are your thoughts I, here? 
I like it. I mean, it it, it is absurd in all of the ways you described, but those big fat tires have uh, to me like a kind of a funny car look to it. Uh, it looks like it's going to pop a wheelie when it takes off. Uh, it, the 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 fat tires have spikes on them. It just it just looks cool. But yeah, it's it's totally Im impractical. This is the, possibly the worst design for a winter vehicle. They did give him a roll cage, so yeah. safety first. Um, he's he's but, speed buggy sociopath brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I kind of dig it. I really do. I, I, I kind of dig this one. If you're a bad guy on a dreadnought cycle or a ferret, don't you have to try to take a jump right off the front of this thing? I, I think you do. I think it's mandatory. Oh, have to. But uh, the, this this next one took took the one for me too. Like it's this 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 is the one I would turn to immediately. Uh, and you want to talk about just strapping on a death rocket. The Cobra yeah. jetpack. So good. I oh, know people, my God. I know people who only put bats in this because no human being has a death wish that long. <laughs> no. 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 Get on this thing. And a... <laughs> the design is brilliant. It's a mattress, basically, right, with a shark fin on top. Oh, oh, it's just this dump, double jet turbine. Just, oh, oh my God. It just like, as soon as you took off, like at, at very, at the very least, your boots are going to be removed from your feet. Um, there's no way you could possibly, you know, I know it's got that cool little, you know, control panel down there. That might as well not. Right. Because there's no way you're going to be able to react fast enough to actually steer this monstrosity. It lets you choose which direction you want to crash, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> it's got these giant cannons on top, so that you know, just just so in case you should happen to get high enough to where you're relatively safe, the force of those cannons will cannons rather will force you back down closer to earth, back into the killing range. I mean, this is this is suicide. This is suicide on a backpack. And it's a it's a crying shame that they didn't have this in the original Sunbow run, because they could have showed Major Blood or somebody going straight into the side of a cliff, <laughs> the front of the cartoon headquarters, right? And then of course a giant explosion with the parachute coming out of it. Oh, good, thank you. <laughs> it has it has the color. It has the color and the shape of a brick. Yeah. And I think it, it, it's, uh, they're using the theory that you can make anything fly if you put enough rocket power in it. <laughs> it's like a Mythbusters aircraft. It's just. Yeah. <laughs> you hear Mindbender going, Cobra Bats, get into the jetpack in the back. <laughs> yeah, not feeling it, Doc. <laughs> Got their claw attachment on. Mm -mm, right. mm -mm, and they mm -mm. drag the bat towards the jetpack. Get in there. <laughs> <laughs> this is death from above, but in all the wrong ways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, suicide is painless. Mash told us that. That's as long as you're a bat. 
And then, of course, we've got Brian's entry into this this segment. Oh, the Desert Apache. Yeah, it's um, it's got it's got its obvious problems, being that it came from a toy line that wasn't GI Joe and it was an entirely different scale. Um, and like it, it feels weird. The plastic is wrong for GI Joe. Um, it's got this big arm attachment that that does sound effects and stuff. It's weird. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's ridiculously absurdly undersized. But um, As you can I still, tell by Falcon in the in the illustration that you did. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> slightly exaggerated, but you get the idea. Um, but I, I still like the idea of having a, uh, an Apache in GI Joe. Um, I like the, I like the desert colors. Um, I, I, God help me. I even kind of dig the, the sound effect gimmick. Um, it, uh, it, it's, it has its merits, uh, despite having some rather serious and obvious flaws. <laughs> Well, you said slightly exaggerated, and and really the funny part of that is it's only slightly. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, when you sit a figure in the desert Apache, his arms are hanging out the side. Okay. Yeah. And his head is popping out the top. It's not quite, you know, eight inches out of the top like that is, but it is just below the rotor level. Uh, but at the same time, you're right. It's It's legit looking. It probably just looks a little better if you don't put a figure in. Yeah. yeah. That's that's this guy will always hold a special part, a place in my heart. Cause I got out of Joe for a while after I got the uh the Phantom, right? The stealth fighter. That was the last Joe I got for Christmas, and then I was aged out of it a little bit. But come college or post college, when I'm working or entering work in radio and making that big money. Uh, in the nine bucks an hour, right? In the very infancy of eBay, I come across this, and it was the first I'd ever heard of it. And I went, I didn't know they made an Apache or GI Joe because Apache is one of the most kick-ass, legit army vehicles ever. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm getting it. And so this is a, I'm sure we've all done it, the eBay bidding war that you regret. While you're doing it, and even more once you win. <laughs> yeah. This is like 98, 98, I think. And I won this thing for like 102 bucks. Oh my God. First time I broke three bills on an eBay anything. And I just, I refused to lose it. I just kept going. <laughs> and then I won it. I was so happy. And then I got, it was sealed. It was in the box, right? So at least it was. <laughs> You know, it wasn't ludicrous, but once I got it, I'm an opener anyway. I wasn't collecting it for value. I crack it open. I'm dying to see my Apache. I take the parts out, and then I'm still shaking the box. (laughs) Where's the rest of it? (laughs) Found out over time that the stickers don't stick to it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to reattach my stickers. All of them had dried out and fallen fallen off. And I don't know if that's a plastic thing or a sticker thing or both. And I found it unboxing a couple of years ago, and one of the rotor blades had broken off. 
And I'm like, well, that I'm sure that'll be easy to replace for 50 bucks more. And uh, one of the nicest things anybody ever did for me, a good friend of the program, Bobby Valla, gave me a spare Apache razor blade. Nice. Or razor blade, rotor blade. So I didn't have to sink more money into this three and three quarter vehicle. And when I say three and three quarter, that's nose to tail. Right. <laughs> I, I really wish I could get my hands on the original release for the, I, I forget the, the toy line that it was originally released for, but I, I think it might've been really cool uh, for a toy line in that scale. But yeah, once you start setting it next to GI Joe vehicles and putting a figure in it, it it's pretty obvious right away that there's something amiss. Yeah. It's also a Sonic Fighters vehicle after Sonic Fighters was discontinued. Right. You might like, be able to grab that uh, Sigma Six uh, Sergeant Stone or Lieutenant Stone, the one that came in the Dragon Hawk, little two and a half inch. Oh guy. yeah. Yeah, and then. If we can figure out how to make the Dragon Hawk sit a three and three quarter figure, just like that, two birds, one stone. Sure. And then, and then my hundred bucks won't have been wasted. <laughs> no, your your hundred bucks has been wasted. It's it's just not coming back. I should have known. I remember thinking, how is an Apache not coming with a pilot? Right? Because of. Can you think of another vehicle, a large vehicle that did not come with a figure? Well, no, but there again, a large vehicle. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I I, I do believe the original release did come with, uh, uh, I think, a pilot and a, and a co-pilot. Uh, they were, you know, right. each about this big. There's it was still, a two-seater. The original was a two-seater. They just sort of took the seats out, and then uh, you can fit a guy in there. You, yeah, sure. Slap the GI Joe label on it. Ship it out. It's from <laughs> Flying Fighters. Flying yeah. Fighters. Thank you. I, as opposed to the Cobra Jetpack, which is from Suicidal Death Pack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it was the. Uh, it was the the the. The, the inspiration for you know grunge metal in the 90s just everything just sucked because you're just gonna die anyway i appreciate friend of the program <laughs> philip donnelly dropping the knowledge on us here and, and I, I reviewed the thing but i could still it wasn't coming to mind what the toy line was so thank you philip appreciated yeah, after a traumatic experience like that i can imagine that being blocked out yeah where were you in 1998 philip <laughs> about a hundred bucks philip yeah he was he's a hundred dollars richer is what he is yeah that's what i'm talking about matter of fact i bought a chinese major blood off ebay a couple months ago and when i got the response from the seller it was philip did you just buy my major blood what'd you pay for it 20 bucks all right good good but it was the beachhead version with no crotch no crotch well in I don't want to sell them short, included, yet separate. <laughs> Some assembly required. Some assembly required. So as soon as I feel like handling three and three quarter inch junk, I'm all over it. <laughs> you probably have some experience in that category. No, because the ones I've had, either they, they're crotched 
or I when I got them, they did not they did not have the crotch piece with it. So, so I, I have actually never had a beachhead crotch break, a, which puts me in a major minority. I know. Yeah. Call yourself. I know. Yeah. Yeah. But that that sums up bad things we love anyway. If I was at Funko, I would have made his crotch hinged. <laughs> oh, wait, I take that back. But uh, if you have some more thoughts on uh, bad things we love anyway, if you you have something you want to see in that segment, give us a ring. All of our contact information is down there. We'd we'd love to do some of those for you. But um. That does bring us to our next bit, and that is a contest announcement. And it's a shame Joe Colton isn't here. But I know a lot of a lot of folks have been having some trouble finding uh, finding the classified figures, and so from our good friends, our sponsors, our our saviors at Kokomo Toys, here is Wave Two Cobra Commander. Nice Wave Two Gung Ho. And they are for the taking. But what's going to happen first, we're going to need to get to 500 subscribers. So the next show that happens after we hit the 500 subscriber mark, we will give those away. And we'll figure out the details on it as we get closer to that. But that's, uh, that's where you guys come in. That's for you guys watching this live and for anybody who's catching this recorded. Obviously, we're doing everything we can, and we are slowly and surely gaining subscribers every week, but it's in small bunches. Uh, so we need your help spreading the word. And um, once we get to 500, we will give this away. We will have another contest when we get to 1,000, and that will have more prizes. So again, thanks to our friends at Kokomo Toys for supplying that for us. That is step one in the great What's on Joe Mind uh, subscriber drive. I like but it. But you got to get to 500. We get to 500, we'll talk about uh, how we're giving those out. Sing you for have, your supper. That's right. You have your mission, fans at home. You know what to do next. And what like, to do next? Sorry. Share, subscribe, comment, get our videos circulating in whatever whatever uh, social media you have going uh, and uh, talk us up. You like the show, you show up every week. Uh, we love having you, but now it, now it's time to, to give some stuff away and you got to work for it. So let's get it done. 500 subscribers and uh, one lucky viewer will have a Cobra Commander and a gung-ho from Wave 2 of G.I. Joe Classified. Plug the damn show! There you go. That is that. That'll be the name of the contest. It's the plug the damn show contest. Plug the damn show. There right. you go. Get to work. <laughs> weren't ready for that one, were you? Were you? No. All right, we're running a little long this time, so we're we're gonna skip viewer questions. Uh, if you have something that you just have to get an answer from us on, uh, send us an email. Hit us up on Facebook. Contact info is still down below. Uh, but our next next bit we've got is what we got in. Mm. And that's where we humble brag about all the stuff we've picked up over the last, I guess in this case, it'd be two weeks. Mark Weber, what'd you get in? 
Oh, I got a couple of good things. One, one you've already shown. I finally got this guy. Oh yeah. Okay. Right? They're heavy, right? There's really mm -hmm. good weight to them. For for the oh. folks at home, that is the Jada Toys diecast metal vehicle three pack. And as much as I bagged on the figures they're making, these vehicles are totally solid. Yeah. So very pleased with these. So I've got to find a place to put them. And then this guy's in a baggie. But like everybody else, I should have I should have prepped this. There's always those accessories you need that are hard to find and too much to spend on. Now, I don't know about you, even though I love this figure, I'm not paying 15 bucks for this. Sure you are. No, I'm not. Then the, there's, then and, there's, and again, for the folks at home, that is the, uh, the, the missile leg for the snow serpent. Right. 15 bucks for this, not happening, right? And this maybe this is just my own cheapness coming through or whatever, but 22 for this? Yeah, that's how you do it. Uh, yeah, that's that's, that's pretty good these days. That's pretty good. The bummer is missing the rifle, so and I had one that was complete but missing the missile launcher doohickey. So, so you get another incomplete one with the rifle, and this is how you end up with like fifteen incomplete army builders. Yeah, this guy. I'm just going to take his take that thing, give it to the other guy because he was your first. This guy gets to commandeer the Arctic Blast and take it for a little joyride. <laughs> so he can ride shotgun in the Cobra Wolf, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. He's, yeah, he's, it's a good figure to have extras of. So yeah. I got no problem with that. And then my big win for the week, because I have a kind of obscure favorite Cobra, right? Yeah. This guy here, interrogator. I don't know if you know this, but he is the pilute. Of the battle copter. Look at my <laughs> man. You with the order. Right? Your order. Where's your burr? Put your chicken in the pot. So I got a uh a little German interrogator card. There you go. So I'm pretty happy about that. There you go. It's uh he's not Dutch. Hey, ain't no interrogator like a German interrogator. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they tell us. Yeah. So das ist gut. <laughs> Brian, what'd you get in this week? Um, I really didn't get anything in uh, this week, but I did get um, something in within the last couple weeks. Um, I've been scaling back some of my toy buying lately, but um, there was this that I got in. And this is... Your your Sergeant Slaughter in your Triple T, and the in box the is a little rough. It still has the file card on it, but um, the box is a little rough. But the innards are are sealed and unassembled, and we got a sealed Sergeant Slaughter here. So um, this is a, um, a sealed uh, Triple T Sergeant Slaughter was something that I was uh, needing to acquire. Uh, and why not get one with the whole unassembled triple T if you can, if you can swing it? And uh, so uh, it was. This was. It's been I don't know three weeks or so since I got it. Um, but this is the most recent thing I, I got in, and I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. It's cool. 
Uh, I don't normally get sealed stuff, but I have special plans for this. So I I'm not going to open it, but other special plans. Yeah. And for my money, that's the best slaughter figure, right? Anybody disagree that's with that? Good. I just realized I got this too. Oh, there you go. He's ubiquitous, though. Everybody should have him. I'll 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 say that you're right, Mark. I, I will give honorable mention to the Warthog version with the removable hat. Yeah, the hat's nice, but the hat's the hat's nice. I think I think the design of Triple T slaughter is a little better, but yeah. the hat the hat the hat's tough to that's a good that's a good check in its column. Yeah, and the original slaughter, even though he's the first and that's cool, you know, in a pinch, I would steal his crotch to fix thunder. Yeah, we know. If I that's had documented. To. If I had to. Making Thunder a former AWA world champion. That's right. That's the, Those are hips that have held the, the AWA championship. Yeah. A belt and Terry, for, Terry Gordy never won. No. And for that matter, he was also a, a WWF champion. That's right. So and, and an Iraqi sympathizer. And an Iraqi sympathizer. But that was later. <laughs> yeah. That was, that was a little later on. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. You, you forced that last one a little bit. I think you're panicking a little bit. It's getting late. I guess. But uh, it was it was a good week for me. I managed to – I got on eBay, as I do very, very occasionally, and I typed in what I always look for, which is 1986 Beachhead. And I saw one that had a buy-it-now price that is around what I would have paid if I were standing at, at Chris Neal's booth at JoeCon. So I just pulled the trigger. Yeah. And there we have Beach Party 86, entrant number 15. He is complete. And he is, as Goldmember would say, toit. Like a tiger. Like a tiger. Uh, also had the, the file card. Nice. So very, very nice and very affordable. <laughs> Obviously, somebody on eBay didn't know what they had. Um. But again, buy it now price. We just we snapped that up. We didn't think twice about it. So anytime we can do discount pickups for Beach Party '86, oh yeah, oh yeah, and that'll be up on. Uh, once I figure out where to take its picture, I, it will be up on our our Instagram channel, our our occasionally dormant Instagram channel. Theoretically, Mike, if you actually got to '86 different. Complete original V1 beachheads. Would that be it? No. So you could have a beach party eighty-seven beach party eighty-six. I, I, look, look, it could be it could be five hundred, and it would still be beach party eighty-six. I got no problem with that. They're they're not all complete, by the way. It's just however I however I come into them. This one happens to be complete and extremely nice, but they're not all complete. Are you really just trying to hold off Adam Richards's Royal Guard? Uh, yes. Assault invasion. Yes, I I need to be prepared for when that happens. Makes sense. I I think I I don't think anybody, not a court in America would would find me guilty on that one. I'm cool with that. I also got uh, from from long longtime friend of the program George Greeno, and since it came up earlier, uh, not not at all Joe related, but but certainly show related, and that is. This print of Cincinnati that involves turkeys falling out of a helicopter, nice. um, and so that is that is all sorts of amazing, and that is going to find a frame just as soon as possible. 
I like that a lot. That's awesome. And that is, uh, you know, as God is my witness, <laughs> I thought turkeys could fly. I didn't. I didn't read those as turkeys immediately. The first one looked like a dude with his leg bent the wrong way. Right. Yeah. No. I like. I didn't quite know what was going on when I first took it out either. But but then then I saw Cincinnati at the bottom and it all started to click into place. The gears started to turn. I saw the weird leg angle in the Cincinnati and thought it was Joe Burrow. <laughs> oh no! No, boo, foul. That's why you can't have nice things, Bengal. Uh, yeah, I know. It's Kajana Carter all over again, isn't it? Oh, so bad. Mm. Mm. Poor guys. I I feel bad for Cincinnati. They didn't. They didn't do anything. They didn't do it. They didn't. They ain't done anything in 25 years. Let's be honest. No, no, they certainly haven't. <laughs> that rolls us. Uh, that, that's that's also going to get me a shout out from George Greeno, and that's going to roll us into shout outs. So, Mark Weber, who who are you shouting out this week? Uh, ooh, I didn't plan the. I didn't plan this out. This is one I should have done a little more prep for, but. Hey, I'll steal the I'll steal the one Joe usually does, and that's uh, to the frontline workers out there, because it's uh, it is getting better because we're tired of it. So, and the hospitals are getting packed. So let's give it up for for our nurses and our doctors and our ambulance drivers and and all the all the folks out there who've been fighting this fight and are more tired of it than you and I are. Um, the real heroes of 2020. So. I you know I don't want to get all you know diplomatic about it, uh, but those guys we they get a shout out every week usually from Joe, so she's gone. I'll step in and say give it up for uh, for our frontline workers. And you also have to give a shout out to the wrist lock Wes Whitlock. Yeah, you're gonna step in for Joe. Yeah, well, and and you know his back has got to be killing him because he's been hanging tinsel and putting up 105. Talk about 86 beachheads. There's like 140 Santa Clauses. Oh, at least. In, in the Colton slash Whitlock uh, compound. So good for yeah. him. Yeah, I've, I've seen that place in full Christmas. And it's, it's, it's not, she, she's not, she's not just talking it up, man. She's yeah. not just talking it up. Yeah, Christmas is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> complete with Sean Bean and his sword and all that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Here's a spoiler. Santa kills Sean Bean though in episode two. Yeah. yeah. Tough being Sean Bean. Yeah, it, it is. It, he gets he gets paid for the full season though, which is why he keeps taking those parts. Sean Bean killed again. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. It's it's you know, you saw him talk turn up in Lord of the Rings and I was like, oh now I remember what happens to him in the book. Right. Brian, who are you shouting out this week? Well speaking of heroes, uh my hero, the wind beneath my wings, uh Timmer from the YouTube show Half the Battle. Uh every year he does a charity drive uh where um he encourages people to donate to charities that benef benefit children for the holiday season. And that runs through um, November. Uh, so it just wrapped up. And this year, uh, he raised almost $1,800 for children's charity. Just $2 short of the $1,800 mark. And um, he did uh, a drawing. As so one of the participants will be receiving... 
this his tank. So, uh, but uh, the more important than fabulous prizes. Did you take, did you take that, that away from Torpedo Mike's daughter? Yeah. Yeah. We're um, gonna brawl if that's what you did. Yeah, she cried a bit, but she real weak. I just like, yeah. Um, uh, don't make me say stuff like that. We didn't make you say that. You said yeah. that on your own. <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. A gentleman no, would have just no, laughed I, it off. I got this myself. And um, so, yeah, but that that's my shout out to Timmer, Half the Battle. Uh, he does this every year, raises money for kids. It's really uh, a great thing that he does and uh, raised a good amount this year. So uh, well done, Timmer. Excellent job, Timmer. That's that's your boy, man. You you, you and him collaborate on a lot of stuff together. Uh, he's he's a really cool guy, um, and I'm happy that uh, I, I we've kind of become friends over the last few years. Um, uh, he's one of the few people who, if he comes up with a crazy idea for a show or a gag or something, I trust him enough to just say yes, and it usually turns out pretty good. So yeah, I, I got a pretty good rapport with Timmer. Uh, he's good people. Excellent. Uh, for my shout-outs, we, of course, got Racktime Rob, the unsung fourth man of the, the What's On Joe Mine franchise. Uh, to Joe Colton, who is on assignment this week. To Brian Lower, our guest host for today. Thank you for stepping in, Brian. That's Absolutely. Did a little round of applause there. All of six people saw you on our show tonight. It's almost like you never stopped doing the live stream. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> gotta give a shout to, to Henry Golding and Larry Hama who are out there uh, singing the good song for us uh, and and doing doing the the, the deed at uh, Tokyo Comic Con uh, in the name of G.I. Joe so excellent uh, job for those gentlemen of course to our sponsors at Kokomo Toys who supplied the prize for the Plug the Damn Show contest uh, and for Plug the Damn Show contest part two which we'll see once we get past part one. And that about wraps it up for this week. Uh, thanks for joining us in the live stream. Uh, thank you if you are catching this on the replay, which it's understandable if you are this, this time around, because Lord knows there's a lot going on this particular Friday night. Mm -hmm. And um, as Mark said, you know, we, we are still in a pandemic. So make sure that you are exercising your right to keep yourself and your neighbors safe. Wear a mask when you go outside. Uh, go outside as little as possible. Uh, wash your hands often and maintain social distancing. We are still in a pandemic, even if we don't want to be in a pandemic anymore. The fact that we don't want to be in a pandemic has no bearing on the pandemic. Nobody wants to be in a pandemic, but we still have to behave like we are in one. Uh, let's give our, our, our frontline workers that Mark so eloquently shouted out a break uh, and just stay home. Okay, deal. We're talking to you people at home. Yeah. Wear a mask, wear a hood, wait. Hey, you know, if a hood works. Only if you're a hooded Cobra Commander. Only if, if you're a hooded Cobra Commander, yes. You know, try and stay away from some of those other hoods. They're not, they're yeah. not so aerodynamic, I guess is the term. Um, but uh, uh, for myself, uh, for Mark Weber, for Brian Lower, for the absent Joe Colton, for the in the other room rock, rack time Rob. I'm Mike Irizarry. Have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in for this episode of 
Anybody? What's on your mind? There we go. Good night, everybody. Everybody do the Buster Rhymes thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <Finger>. <laughs>